This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. And right now, things are heading in the opposite direction. Looks like Ukraine is on the counterattack. Let me show you what happened earlier today. Two separate explosions were reported in Crimea. One targeted a transformer substation. The other hit an ammunition depot. Both in a northern district of Russian-occupied Crimea. Now, these are not isolated incidents. Just last week, explosions ripped across a Russian air base in western Crimea. Russia called it an accident. But all evidence pointed to Ukrainian special forces. What about today's attack? Was it also carried out by Ukraine? Well, this time, Russia is not calling it an accident. They're blaming saboteurs. Now we see official reports from the Defense Ministry. The cause of today's incident was sabotage. We already understand what is happening. We have evacuated more than 3,000 people from the settlements around Zhankoi district. A couple of points to note here. First, Russia is admitting that there could be anti-Russian elements in Crimea, which is quite contrary to how, how they market the region. And secondly, they are indirectly blaming Ukraine for what happened. During last week's attack, remember, that was not the case. Russia refused to admit that their, their airbase was attacked. But this time, their position has changed. What about Ukraine? Their officials are still playing cloak and dagger. Listen to this. The enemy does not know how to use fire safety measures, but it definitely makes us all happy. Not only the military, but also the whole of Ukraine. Zankoi and other military airfield where the enemy concentrated not only the helicopters I mentioned, but also other equipment there. And because of damage, judging by the video available in open sources, we see the detonation of ammunition. These are rockets that explode and fly in different directions. There were more mixed signals from Ukraine. Take a look at this post by Ukraine's presidential advisor. This is what it says. Crimea occupied by Russians is about warehouse explosions and high risk of death for invaders and thieves. Demilitarization in action. So he's calling it demilitarization. These explosions are part of the war's next phase, a southern counteroffensive by Ukraine. Their target is said to be Kherson. Now, Kherson was a major economic hub before the war. It is also the only regional capital taken by Russia. Now, Ukraine is planning to retake it. Their army is blowing up bridges around Kherson. The plan is to isolate the Russian occupying forces to cut off their supplies. Kiev is also asking the remaining residents to leave the city. Fewer residents, fewer casualties. But what explains the timing of this counterattack? Why are they doing it now? For starters, Ukraine fears that Russia is looking to formally annex Kherson to hold a referendum first and then officially add Kherson to Russian territory. So Ukraine is running out of time to respond. It's now or never for them. Secondly, new Western weapons have arrived in Ukraine, including the HIMARS rockets. These weapons have given Kiev some confidence. They're hoping to make some gains before winter sets in. Not far away, people are preparing for a different kind of winter, a nuclear winter. At the center of these fears is the Zaporizhia nuclear plant. The largest one in Europe and right now perhaps also the most dangerous place in Europe. The plant is still run by Ukrainian staff but it is guarded by Russian soldiers. So as expected there's a lot of tension and since the month of March the nuclear plant has been hit multiple times. On the 5th of August it was shelled twice. Then again on August 6th, 7th and 11th. 
Both sides blame each other for these attacks. Russia claims that Ukraine is shelling the nuclear plant. Ukraine claims Russia is firing at the plant themselves. Either way, it's a nuclear disaster waiting to happen. The reactor itself could be safe. It is protected by thick concrete walls. But the cooling systems could be under threat. And if that happens, it could be another Fukushima. What is the world community doing about this? The United Nations is seeking access to the plant. They want to inspect the reactors to make sure things are fine. Both Ukraine and Russia agree in principle, but they have set some conditions. Russia says the UN mission cannot travel to Zaporizhia from Kiev. Why? Apparently because they will have to travel through the front line. Meanwhile, Ukraine says Russia must withdraw completely from the plant. A full demilitarization. But we need to move on from discussions and calls for new tough sanctions against Russia, against Rosatom and the entire nuclear industry of the terrorist state. All Russian forces must immediately withdraw from the station and neighboring areas without any conditions. Both Ukraine and Russia are playing with fire. Just think about it. A nuclear plant is dangerous enough in peacetime. Imagine fighting a war near it. One miscalculation could result in a catastrophe. Some neighboring countries are already preparing for it. Moldova, for instance, they've imported one million iodine pills. Now, these pills can basically cancel out the radiation, protect you in case of a nuclear disaster. But what if it's not a disaster? What if it is a nuclear attack? Well, in that case, pills will not be of much help. Scientists at the Rutgers University have mapped out the impact of a nuclear attack. If Russia and the U.S. wage a nuclear war, five billion people could die. Quick side note, our current world population is 7.7 billion. Five billion could die. So almost 65% of the world population could die if there is an attack like this. The immediate reason would be the suit. Nuclear strikes would trigger firestorms that would pollute the air. This, this pollution would wipe out 5 billion people. The remaining population would likely starve to death. The same study found that food production would fall 90% if the US and Russia fight a nuclear war. 7% of India and Pakistan wage a nuclear war. Simply put, humanity would be thrown back to the Stone Ages. All our scientific progress, all our economic achievements, everything would be threatened by a nuclear war. Like every nuclear power keeps saying, there would be no winners.